0: other side and just remember (laughs) that i love you and boss has incredible indifference towards us hello and welcome to punk goes pod the internet's only podcast that chronicles the fearless records punk goes ellipses series i said the fearless records
1: that's all right i (laughs) also of course i knew that you were recording that whole thing
0: yeah because you can hear me print. and i also i feel like i take on a different cadence once i start recording <laughs>
1: like the equivalent of like hospitality voice customer service voice
0: or like the uh what is it the the pilot voice that's like attention customers uh <laughs> attention passengers uh if you look to your left you'll see the uh indian ocean uh but no, it was just, it's, I mean, it's obvious because I was very much just, like, psyching myself up for this one. So it was sort of just talking in a very, you know, muted kind of tone. And then all of a sudden, I've got my radio voice. <laughs> so it's a
1: true talent that you've got.
0: Sure. Uh, yes. Um, I also forgot to add to the intro. It is the podcast that asks the age-old question, Hell, yeah, yeah, nah, or hell nah, now.
1: Look, I still like just having hell yeah or yeah nah. I don't want us to get into a habit where we have hell nah to fall back on. We need to be swift and decisive about this.
0: Hell nah needs to be the absolute dregs. Yeah. Just the absolute, like, the pits. Yeah. I'm already thinking of one that's going to be a future hell nah, but...
1: That's alright. We
0: can get into that uh, (laughs) when we get into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week, though, we are talking about... Kryptonite brackets. I'm on it mm-hmm. by Purple Ribbon All Stars, as covered by a manual for Punk Goes Crunk. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not Three Doors Down. Kryptonite. I know.
1: I'm really disappointed in
0: that. Well, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't look good either way you uh, you, you shape it because we're either going to talk about the the band that um, played at Trump's inauguration in. Three doors oh, down. yeah,
1: I forgot about that.
0: Or we talk about cultural appropriation, which is sort of what we're going to get into a little bit.
1: Uh, so, look, let's just get that out of the way. Like, call it as we see it. The whole premise of Punk Goes Crunk is inherently problematic.
0: Oh, yeah. this is So this is our second crunk song. Yeah. Punk, well, no, I'm not going to call it a crunk song. This is our second song from the Punk Goes Crunk album. The first was Men in Black. Yes. Uh, and I know exactly why they did this, because they w- they would have been so excited at Fearless Records. Crunk rhymes with punk. Oh, yeah. There's no other rhyme or reason behind it. Punk rhymes with crunk. And look, I've, I'm a very, very white Australian male I had to do a little research into crunk, and I you know came back with you know crunk was formed in the early nineties. It is an up tempo southern style of hip hop. It is more dance and club oriented it features layered keyboard, synths, a drum machine, clapping rhythm, heavy bass lines, and shouting vocals mm-hmm. so by all standards, this uh purple ribbon all stars this is an actual crunk song it is. Well, they're a, they're a southern hip-hop yeah, band with true. keyboard clapping, and I think they have the shouting vocals in the song. Oh,
1: of course they do too.
0: Um, to be to be as statistical as possible about this, Made in Black is not a crunk song. No. And in fact, many of the songs on this album, I would say, aren't crunk. Um, I guess it doesn't roll off the tongue as much to say, you know, punk goes hip-hop or punk goes R&B. Or how about punk just doesn't? How about punk doesn't go there with this one
1: punk goes home
0: punk goes home today, um, Sits this one out
1: it's also like definitely a product of its time like 2008 that's when god i have to be careful about
0: do you know what that release date was no april 8th
1: oh shit okay so
0: it was released on my birthday
1: Ah, oh, well happy birthday to hang on 2008 18 22 so 12 years ago Oh my god! How old what were you? What year was I born? That's a good point. Eighty nine, ninety nine. Okay, so happy birthday to nineteen year olds. There
0: we go. <laughs>
1: we got there, folks. I
0: um just a real quick reminder of that birthday. I had lunch with my brother and my father. Perfect. We drove to a, uh to a restaurant in no. We all drove separately. Because <laughs> you were brother,
1: embarrassed to be seen with one another. Yeah. We,
0: you know, I had my hood up. Um, dad had his hat, like, pulled down low. I don't know what my brother was doing. He was wearing a mask, maybe. Like a like a Halloween mask. Oh, I was
1: about to say, no, he was just ahead of the curve in terms of being careful.
0: But no, because he was living, he wasn't at home at that stage. I think Dad was coming from work. And so, yeah, I was, uh, I was at home going to this restaurant. To meet up with them. Uh, we had a lovely lunch. And then, like, two minutes down the road, the fucking car I was driving broke down.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> so, I had,
0: and this was... I didn't have a smartphone in 2008. So, this was Shit. me sitting... Like, I had a mobile, but it wasn't... I didn't have games or anything on it. So, I'm sitting there, waiting for the RACV to come and, and help me with my broken down car. <laughs> which then had to get towed to the mechanic... That was a pretty lousy birthday, I'll say.
1: Yeah, that yeah. doesn't sound great.
0: No, it wasn't. Um, so, yes, sorry, it was. A, it's a product of its time. So,
1: like, I'm trying to figure out, like, is that when, like, Kanye made the shutter sunglasses? Like, was that around that yeah. time? Like, it
0: was, yeah, I think that was around about that time. It was
1: just that time where a lot of sort of gaudy kind of fashion and, like, a lot of just bling kind of stuff was worn, like, ironically, sort of? Like, am I correct? I feel like I'm making shit up. But, like, I feel Uh, like...
0: Ironic by who? By white people or by... By white people. But were they being ironic about it? Well, that... (laughs) Was it like, oh, this is hilarious, I'm going to wear this... Like, that, that joke in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when there's hipsters staying at their place when they turn it into, like, a bed and breakfast and the hipster guy's like... Oh yeah, I grew a mustache because I saw Michael Sarah with one and thought that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> so, but like, I feel like this was the time for, well, like I don't know. I think about the likes of like three hundred three and all that kind mm. of shit. Yep. Like, it was that time where people were borrowing a lot of like, oh, I don't, I can't even say crunk because it's not correct, but like. <laughs> A lot of just like hip hop, R and B sort of bits Some... and pieces and cobbling it together and being like, Yeah, let's get crunk like Yeah. It was just a very ignorant time where people were just like white people were just being so so white.
0: And it's exemplified by the album cover.
1: Yeah. And that's Krunk what I mean, it's Krunk. like the oversized like necklace with crunk and like just yeah. I can't if, even. If
0: you haven't seen it, it's a white dude throwing up. Like I don't even think it's symbols. He's just sort of doing like gun hands or something. Like he's. It's
1: just, just like backwards peace signs, but with a thumb out.
0: Okay. I don't yeah. know
1: how to. We're but, both making it, but that doesn't help you at home. Yeah. So he's got
0: <laughs> he's got a big he's got a big gold chain, glasses, hoodie, snapback hat, and the hoodie is um it's all the print of it is. Uh, brass knuckles
1: oh, of course
0: um and yeah it's crunk in big gold letters and, and there's, there's like
1: 20 dollar bills in the back and there's dice and there's a cityscape and
0: it it really does reek of we watched we watched um we watched boys in the hood once and we're just gonna take every well, i mean i don't even think i play dice and boys in the hood but like we've we've watched We've watched some videos, and we're just going to take exactly from that.
1: Well, it just, like... Like, yeah, to me, this is the mental image of, like, what fashion was like. Like, Gabe supporter and, yeah. like, from Cobra Starship, like, Pete Wentz. Like, these scene figureheads were borrowing a lot of this sort of, yeah, R&B, hip-hop sort of culture mm. and fashion, but bastardising it and making it this sort of cringy white product. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah,
0: yeah, and And look... I we're both two very white people um and we're not trying to definitely not trying to educate or anything like God, that God no we do um, not know much no. of anything <laughs> And as I said like I'm I'm you know a very white Australian male it's you know going to come across in this but at the same time it's you know I wanted to do some research I wanted to look into some of this um I'm also kind of disgusted in my younger self that when I used to wear zip-up hoodies, they were always open. I never closed my zip-up hoodies. In fact, I used to not like wearing hoodies that without a zip. Pullover because, hoodies. Yeah, I didn't, used, to, used to not like wearing pullover hoodies because I couldn't unzip it.
1: See, yeah, I've never been a fan of zip-up hoodies. Like,
0: mm.
1: out of necessity, like the first piece of band merch that I ever bought at a concert was my brown brown fallout boy hoodie actually no i tell a lie it would have been my green day t-shirt but anyway the most significant piece of merch that i bought was my brown fallout boy hoodie from their infinity on high tour that had crickets on it and the name and all that but like i bought it because i desperately wanted a fallout boy hoodie and that was what they had yeah and there was just some like there's just nothing about zip-up hoodies that is flattering. Like mm. you either wear them super oversized and then they're too long for you, but then at least you don't get that bunch from the zipper, or you get that bunch from the zipper and it just kind of sits like when you sit down like right in front of your stomach. I don't know. I as soon as I found pullover hoodies in like from like bands that I enjoyed, I was overjoyed because yeah, zipper hoodies are just not my thing.
0: Yeah, you do rock a good pullover hoodie. Oh thank you. Look, I... Ever since getting a uh ever since getting a denim jacket with patches, like I'm probably never gonna buy another hoodie again.
1: Oh really? not for like
0: not for like a good hoodie like to go out with. A goodie. Yeah. A goodie. But I mean there's a reason why there's a reason why all of them, all of my at home hoodies are pullovers. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know, there's just no better feeling than like buying the biggest size available in a pullover hoodie and just comfort to the max.
0: See, I couldn't do that though. I don't like huge hoodies on me.
1: Oh, oh no, I look like rubbish in them, but they're no, just sure so you look
0: adorable cuz girls in huge hoodies is adorable.
1: No, you have to be like god, half my size for it to be like definitively cute, but that doesn't matter. I don't believe it. Ah, oh. anyway, let's talk about the purple ribbon
0: all-stars. Sure on the heat, the legend Rocky e. e. Brown, back in time to beat it down, give me face, I love the sound, slap the taste, they hit the ground, back in the eight, click the pick up with some beat that don't blame on that kryptonite we stay, so how we might fly away, I, I-, I-, I- I'll be, on that be on that kryptonite, straight up on that kryptonite, I be on that, straight up on that, I be on that kryptonite, I be on that kryptonite, straight up on that kryptonite. Straight up on I be on I on it, all night, man, I be on
1: it, straight up. Pimpy, if you want me, you could find
0: me in the on it, Neither do I (laughs) Alright no so I mean I need to go past My uh, research on what is Crunk Uh, So about Purple Ribbon All Stars They formed in Atlanta Georgia And they were active between 2004 To 2006 So Not a long run for these People Uh, And I say these people because I Remembered that there was also a female In the group Mm -hmm. Boys and girls the supergroup consisted of Big Boy from OutKast, Janelle Monet. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I feel like it's Janelle Monet. Monet? I don't know.
1: Janelle Monet.
0: Um, and a collection of other southern rappers. Killer Mike from Run the Jewels, Sleepy Brown, Concrete, and that's with two Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Owned, Seabone, Rock D, and Vonnegut. Um... <laughs> Now, so I looked into it and on their Wikipedia page and looking into the album Got Perp Volume 2. Sick. Which I'm pretty sure it does actually have a... Qu- yeah, it does. Got Perp yeah, It'd, it'd be qu- a
1: play on um, Got Milk.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Janelle Monae was actually like a featured part of the band or the group. Right. Um, and, but she's not in this song. Yeah,
1: which is a shame because I wanted to hear old school Janelle but that's alright.
0: Yeah, it would have been... That would have been... I feel like that's something that's definitely missing from this. It's like throwing, like, a sick verse from her.
1: It's funny. Like, I never realised, like, outside of the context of this, like, Punk Goes Crunk cover, whatever, even though she's not a part of that, she did sort of run in the same circles as, like, some scene bands. Like, she collabed with Fun, who were on Fueled by Ramen, she, um,
0: there's a there's a there's a version of Young that has her yes. on it.
1: Yes. Well, it's the version I think. Like I don't think there's one without her.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's been yeah. a while since I've heard.
1: That's alright. Um and then she and Patrick Stump and a couple of other people they did a song for Coca-Cola. Do you remember that Happiness Today song? It was like I have to find it cuz it just blew my mind when I realized that they did it. Uh, hang on. Wait, who did you say was in it? Hang on, let me. We'll I
0: have will to also, edit this down. So I will also say that um, so Purple Ribbon All Stars are signed to Purple Ribbon Records, who mm-hmm. are who are owned by Outcast. So Big Boy and um, let's see, other guy Andre Three Thousand. Yes, I basically I know. Well, my my sort of knowledge of Big Boy is he was in this Chappelle show skit. Uh-huh. where Dave Chappelle quits the Chappelle show because he's sick of it, and they replace him with Wayne Brady. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, Chappelle is trying to... Dave Chappelle's trying to find someone to hang out with, and he calls Big Boy, and he's like, hey, man, do you, want to, do you want to hang out? he's like, Big Boy's like, fuck. Oh, fuck. He's like, oh, no, no, I can't. i I got to go, go to the dentist. He's like, to the dentist? Well, how long does that can take? He's like, oh, it's going to take a well. while. The dentist is on the moon, bitch! And hangs up on Dave Chappelle.
1: What? <laughs> so... Alright, so it was Travi McCoy from Gym Class Heroes, Brendan Urey from Panic at the Disco, Janelle Monet, Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy, and CeeLo Green. Wow. And so the song is called Open Happiness. I'm just going to play a bit of it because I remember this being featured in the Coca Cola commercials. Sorry, I've just got some shit Uber Eats ad playing over The, the Coca Cola
0: commercials over here? Yeah. Okay.
1: You'll know it when you've heard it. Ugh. YouTube is just the absolute worst. It's on record. I've said it. Um, and I completely did not realise that this was Fueled by Ramen adjacent.
0: I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Well, hello. Is this thing
1: is really, is and so the it's like, it's become. a full song. Yeah. That these Fueled by Ramen... Artist, and then Philo Green didn't do yeah. Coca-Cola, I was just like, what? I feel like hearing the chorus and I'll
0: turn it off. Coca, Star huh.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. That'd, I'd, uh, successfully pulled that out of my memory banks, and now it's back in there. <laughs> You're so, welcome. Thanks.
1: So, yeah, very, very long story short, Janelle Monáe has always been in the periphery of my shit, and I love that. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, so, I guess about the song, it's, it's kind of hard, because they were only there from 2004 to 2006, has mm-hmm. some big names, um... Was basically like if I'm trying to think of like a record label. I guess if Fueled by Ramen made a band. Yeah. Uh, which uh, they
1: did (laughs) for open (laughs) happiness. (laughs) No.
0: But like if they if they pulled members from bands that were signed by Fueled by Ramen and turned them into a band. Um but like yeah, as I said, only two two albums, two years. There wasn't a lot to sort of research about them.
1: Well I guess it was just like a side like the only one that's coming to mind for me is Boxcar Racer. Like, just a sort of side, one-off project kind yeah. of thing, and then done.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. um, Like, it was, you know, from looking into it, it does look like that's where Janelle Monáe sort of got her start. Okay. Um, But, yeah, the song, Kryptonite, was the first single from their second album got Perp, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. And that's Perp, P-U-R-P. Yep. The song was released in two thousand and five, and there is an official remix that features Big Boy, Buster Rhymes, Lil Wayne, Bubba Sparks, and Remy Ma. Sick. Um, again, there's not too much else.
1: That's all right.
0: About the song, that like there was no charts or anything for it, so really, sort of, yeah. Like the the YouTube video has about two million hits, mm-hmm. two million views. Um, the video is pretty underwhelming. It's just sort of them yeah they're playing some american football they're barbecuing yeah and then i think they're in a car (laughs) maybe that's maybe that's why janelle Monet's not in it because because they've reached the maximum occupancy of the car
1: yeah they're like look it's not legal for us to put an extra person in the car so just sit this one out and
0: she just sort of looked at it that's fine i'm fine with not getting in that car with all of you
1: Because, yeah, I was about to get, like, really uppity and be like, why was she not featured? But, yeah, she wasn't featured on this song. She's not
0: even in the film clip, by the looks of it. Well, I mean, if you're
1: not doing bars for it, then why would you? I don't know.
0: I'm pretty sure that in the WWE, wrestlers who aren't even wrestling that night still have to be there.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: I'm pretty sure... I could be wrong. That's it, like the it,
1: equivalent of me going into work and they're just like, oh, nah. Like, there's nothing for you to do. Just sit there. Yeah. That's infuriating. But, like, that wouldn't
0: be that wouldn't be surprising if you'd know how sort of crazy Vince McMahon is. Uh. But, yeah, so, like, I guess that's kind of a, a niceness. Oh, you're not in this song? Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's going to be, like, three days worth of work. You don't need to be there for that.
1: Yeah, true.
0: I'd like to think that, yes, this was run by Big Boy. I'd like to think that Big Boy was a... Uh, a good boss.
1: I thought you were going to say he was a big boy about it.
0: Well, he was. Even though I've, I get the feeling he pretty average-sized. Or he's... But... <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> As you
1: can tell, we don't have much to say about this song. That's fine.
0: What? This is going to be a short episode.
1: Yeah. What do you think of it? Um, it's
0: alright. I... I do like the the piano that plays underneath it. Um, I did a bit of looking into the song lyrics on Genius. Mm. Apparently, "crip" is a slang term. I don't know if it's like a slang term in the South or if it's just an old for all-around.
1: jazz cigarettes.
0: Yes, for for chronic, <laughs> which I then had to again look up what that is in in turn. Did you again showing just how white I am? Did
1: you really have to look up chronic? Well, it's
0: it's weed mixed with like ah, oh. it's weed with I'm pretty sure it's something like it's like the red hairs of like weed plants or something.
1: I just assumed it was weed.
0: <laughs> um, so basically it's it's a it's a play on so I'm on the crip, so on chronic tonight. Yeah. So they're gonna get high tonight. Yep, and it's it's that thing of that i always get about weed songs and people that have like weed shirts and like
1: we get it you smoke weed yeah
0: we get it you smoke weed i guess it was a bigger well no no i guess it was a bigger thing back in 2005 because it was still illegal mm. in america yeah um so it was like oh we're we're breaking the law but
1: isn't it? It's still illegal in some states, isn't it? I'm, yeah, oh, no, I'm no, sure no. that
0: it probably is. I know it's like I know it's legal in California. I'm pretty sure, but I think it's been legal in California for years, um, or maybe I'm thinking of Canada. Who knows? But yeah, look, it's it's all right. It's the one thing that one thing that it has over the cover. Well, it has a lot of things over the cover, but um, it's and you see this in, in rap supergroups, nothing really changes in songs. Like, there's no real... Yeah. It, but you have the the aspect of there's multiple members. So you're hearing different voices, and that's basically, like, different key changes, different instruments, that sort of thing. Like, mm. it, it moves around a bit. Um, like, I'm thinking of D12, how yep. there was, like, six members of that, even though I'm pretty sure they were, they were called D12 because they were the dirty dozen.
1: I still remember the day I found that out, and life was never the same.
0: That they were, or that that, that that they were dirty dozen. That they were the dirty dozen.
1: I don't know what I thought it was. I thought it was just maybe I thought there were twelve of them, or maybe I was just like, okay, it must be some sort of like suburban thing or like Detroit something something.
0: That's another one. Like I'm pretty sure they were only around for like.
1: Really, I feel like they were around for ages. Or was it just because they were around when I was a kid, and Eminem talked about them, and so I was like, I know who these people are.
0: Mm. I'm having a look into them. I'm gonna see one if there was a dozen of them. I don't two... think there were. actually no, they were active for quite a while. So ninety six to two thousand and six. Yeah. Then two thousand
1: and eight to twenty eighteen. Oh shit. Wow.
0: Um Yeah, no, I think there was only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight members. Okay. Um and it's one of those things like when they're sort of cobbled together like this, Mm. I'm not going to say it lacks creativity, but yeah, like nothing really changes. It has the, the, you know, the the opening line, which is then like the chorus, um, the piano plays underneath, which I I quite like the piano tune, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like D12 was kind of the same. Like there wasn't really much ebb and flow. It was just okay, because you have to have, seven fucking verses to get everyone their verse into it whereas like i don't know like a band like band a group like wu-tang had yeah like they're, they're superior over you know, other rap supergroups Well, yeah mm. but i feel like that's because i feel like wu-tang were they started off that way and then they split off and became bigger on their own i don't know
1: right um yeah, I'm,
0: I'm talking about stuff that i really don't know too much about <laughs> And it's probably showing.
1: Um, I think, like, we kind of had a similar conversation talking about... I can't think who... We've looked at, like, another, like, supergroup, haven't we? Stone Temple... No, that's not...
0: Mm, No. Uh, Anyway, I feel
1: like we've talked about the concept of a supergroup and that idea of, like... (sighs) it's going to be difficult to come up with a group that is as good as the sum of its parts or like, yeah. or sort of like justifies the act of putting together a super group. Like it has to be fucking star studded to be worth listening to outside of like, Oh, it's these people. Mm. Like it has to have a selling point and like, absolutely. This is someone's cup of tea to be super white about it but like <laughs> to me yeah this is one of those songs that just sort of falls into that thing of like very just <sighs> methodical like just sort of monotonous like
0: yeah,
1: cyclical it's... and then it's just kind of like and it's done it's just like ah like I'm trying to remember it and all I have in my head is open happiness now
0: are you thinking of the, the, the song?
1: I'm thinking of the Coca-Cola song oh. instead of <laughs> So, like, that says a lot about how much it's stuck in my head.
0: Yeah, like, it's just... I don't know. I'm not going to say they sound bored or anything, but as I said, like...
1: Well, it's just very, it's... like, low energy. Kind, of, Well, not low, but, like...
0: It kind of is, though. Yeah. It kind of is low energy. Um, and as I said, there's, like... I mean, there's, like, six of them that have to get their bits through. So it's going to be kind of a long song, and... I guess there's that dynamic of you know mu- musicians can be not fickle or whatnot, but like if like someone gets a, a you know a key change or something put in, then the others might go well, why is it why are they getting that standout moment where not? So it does sort of have to almost be like well, we're all going to be at the same level. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking of when Leonard Nimoy directed Star Trek Four. And then William Shatner directed Star Trek V and he's like, I have to get paid the same amount as Leonard Nimoy. That's no cent, more or no cent less. Seems fair. Um, but yeah, it was just like, that was basically like the terms of agreement there. Um, yeah. And it was kind of interesting because, so this was 2005. Hey, yeah, uh, it was like 2000 and what, two, two, three?
1: Oh man, hang on.
0: This was not that long before it, but it was like. Oh, man, no, Hey Ya uh, is is a terrific song. Hey
1: Ya uh, was... 2003. 2003.
0: And, yeah, I mean, they were definitely working with good people and, you know, there's good people involved with it and everything. It's just kind of... I don't hate it. I'm not, you know... Yeah. I'm not shitting on, on the song or anything, it's just...
1: Well, that's like, I'm largely indifferent to it.
0: Hmm. You get... You sort of... You hear the first couple of bars in the first verse And it's like, oh, okay Uh, When you listen to it again, you're like, well, I know Exactly how this song starts And how this song ends And there's not going to be anything that surprises me Mm. About it, which Is disappointing I didn't listen to the rest of the album I didn't listen to the remix version with Busta Rhymes
1: Yeah, I probably should have done that But here we are But we're
0: not talking about that version True, yeah That's the thing Um, Yeah, it's sort of comparing apples to oranges Mm. I don't know. I yeah I feel like I, I I could keep going on but I'd be rambling at this stage. I've sort of said what I need to about it.
1: Yeah. In that case, let's talk about Emmanuel.
0: Emmanuel. If you want me, you can find me i it. 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 i it
1: time again i gotta turn back round and tell these hoes that i am the h i see bitch that's just the way it goes i'll be on that shit that i have you on and i don't want no more after time i
0: need all my freak hoes to get down on the flow. if you came to represent break that bitch i'll let them know if it's jail i get for something. hate the sleep fuck it i go freak i me off in your sheets for geek swerving down your street in a stolen
1: bottle filled with 23s on the feet collection while he's you brown back
0: would you like to take it? Because I don't have the notes in front
1: of you. Sure, my phone is on 2%. So oh, okay. No, I'm... no, I've got it. I can do it. I've
0: got them in front of me in case you don't.
1: As Purple Ribbon All Stars say, I'm on it. Um,
0: I'll be on it all night.
1: So, Emmanuel Were, a five piece rock band from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they were active between 1998 and 2008, and they split the same year that Punk Goes Krug was released.
0: Oh, maybe this is a cursed album.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they initially went by the name Emmanuel Nice. That yep. I can see why they changed it. That's crap.
0: And who's Emmanuel Nice?
1: I don't know. Um, and they were signed to Vagrant Records. So Vagrant found success when they signed the Get Up Kids. And produced their album Something's Right Home About, which is such a good album. I love it so, so much.
0: That's why I put it in there.
1: And Vagrant would, following the success of Something's Right Home About, and I guess just as record labels do, they signed other bands <laughs> uh, such as Alkaline Trio, Saves the Day, and Dashboard Confessional. Uh, so, Emmanuel started when the members were still teenagers. Matt Breen and Brian Whiteman met Anthony Brock and Matt Barber at Six Flags, Kentucky Kingdom.
0: I think when I read that, I said to you, like, I can't remember if I told you before I end, or if I was going to wait till the you podcast. You told me, yeah. But it was like, we have the best meeting. Like, we had last week with Hum, they met in a coffee shop. We had... Was it... St- Stone Temple pilots that met at Black Flag concert. Oh, um, something like that. Who was it that met at a black flag concert and they were dating the same girl? I can't remember. Someone. But it was like this is probably the best. One. It's
1: just very wholesome.
0: Like fourteen year olds did it say? No, like teenagers meeting at Six Flags and they make a band out of that.
1: I don't know who plays what in the band, but I guess it's not. Me neither. You took the nose. <laughs> I took the what? You took the notes.
0: Sorry. That's all right. Hang on. No, you read, the, but you read that though. Yeah,
1: I know, but it just felt funny, like not saying, like saying names with no context. Hang on, let's.
0: Oh yeah, because i wrote the Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me see.
0: They are also supporters of Peter.
1: I mean, a lot of fans are, I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so no, they were 14 when they met. That's really cute. There we go, yeah. Uh, Where are they? What do they do? God, they're keeping it a secret.
0: Just go down to members.
1: Oh, yeah. Alright, so Matt Breen is lead vocalist and rhythm guitar. Matt Barber on lead guitar and backing vocals. Devin Triplett on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Brian Whiteman on bass guitar, and Anthony Brock on drums and percussion. The end.
0: I thought you were going to say drums, amp. So like he, <laughs> he was a member because he brought the amp.
1: He just like plugged everyone in and was like, <laughs> yep,
0: you're good. We consider our roadie to be a member of the band.
1: I think that would be nice. It would be. So that's all we know about Emmanuel as
0: well. Well, yeah. Again, it, it's basically yeah. No, I get it. It's like a it's like a it's not unknown band. It's like a band who didn't really do much. Getting covered by a band who doesn't really have much in way of biography. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. We I think we've done bands before where it's like you know definitely you know big big acts that have then been covered by smaller acts. I think we've even done smaller acts getting covered by bigger acts. But Mm. yeah, this is just like two sort of pretty low key groups. Yeah. Getting involved. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, it is what it is, I guess. Do you think that,
0: um, do you think that, I mean, they probably do have to get some sort of rights, but like does Fearless Records speak to the original artists first?
1: I have always been curious about that. I don't know to what extent they need permission. Clip. Yeah,
0: I wonder if it's if it's. Well, I guess they still they're making money off of it. That's the thing. Yeah, they're making true. money off of these covers by selling the CDs. I'm
1: like us chumps who aren't making any money I out know. of this. Anyway.
0: This week's episode is sponsored by <laughs> Squarespace.
1: Build a better website.
0: <laughs> I, I want to get sponsored by Adam and Eve.
1: Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> I still just get so mad at myself for not applying, like, years and years ago for... Well, not that... But, like, some job was going somewhere to write, like, product descriptions for sex toys. I wish I had... I remember being like, ha, that's really funny, and then not actually doing anything with that information.
0: Yeah, I, um... Look, I respect every decision you make, but you... You,
1: you dropped the ball I I know.
0: Yeah, you did drop the ball on that one. Oh, well... <laughs> It's probably one of those things, like, you've written a hundred vibrator descriptions. It probably gets old pretty quickly. (laughs) Like, you probably stop... This
1: one's the same as all the other ones. You
0: probably stop giggling at everything after a couple of months.
1: Oh, not even just that. It just would be so, like, different. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. What do you do? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Sliding doors. I'm not there, so... There's a parallel universe where I'm... The executive of a sex toy company. How good
0: it would have been if we were doing that Aqua song this week. If only I could turn back time. Mm,
1: that, mm-hmm. that
0: was on sliding doors. Oh yeah. Instead we're talking about this. Um, so, what do you think of Emmanuel's cover?
1: I like the twist. Well, not twist, but like I like the sort of. I hate the word, but the stank they put on it, like... Yeah. But again, it's just, I'm sort of neutral to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like their spin on, like, instead of, you know, the piano it's or keyboard, it's guitar, it's electric guitar. Yeah. It very much comes across as, like, a a rap rock outfit. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, sort of like a head P.E. or whoever else was rap rock, I can't remember. Um, but, like, the thing that it 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 does it does the exact same thing like it, it has that bit of stank which is cool for the first verse but then it's just the one guy and it yeah. sort of it definitely lacks that like having him just do all of everyone else's verses it's like okay yeah this is just kind of repetitive kind of redundant mm, yeah. um i just yeah, and, and he's definitely... Because I did listen to a bit of manual. Uh, I listened to their first album to yep. prepare for this. And they're drastically different from this. Okay. He's, and he's definitely putting on a voice as well. Right. Um, Like, they they were, you know, a pretty cool sort of... Almost like a funeral for a friend yeah. kind of. Yeah, like I remember Thursday the hype around
1: of. them. But again, I just didn't have that bandwidth to get into them.
0: Yeah, like they, they and like... And so they were... I guess you'd say they were sort of like a screamo band in their earlier days. Mm, but he yeah. kind of has that... I always I always found Burt McCracken's scream and, and, you know, like, you could think something different and that's fine. Even though he had a high-pitched scream, it always felt like it was coming from the the bottom of his gut. Yeah, like... like it, a, it was a yeah. very guttural high-pitched scream and he does... The lead singer of Emmanuel does that as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. And even, like, even sort of flavors of a band like every time i die is in there. Yeah. Um it's just it's not in this song. Mm. And it's it's one of those things like how much do you change in this instance? Yeah. Um i do very much appreciate they you know the original they're allowed to throw out the n word. Mm. Uh, Emmanuel does not do that. Yes, and I'm, I'm making it sound like Emmanuel's an actual person in the band. <laughs> Emmanuel, he replaces the n word with bitch. Okay, um, but yeah, not throwing out racial slurs. Mm. I think it's it's almost as bad as you know throwing it out there in anger as people white people who think they're allowed to say because they're woke oh, quote unquote. God woke. no, that's no like just.
1: It just makes me think of um, Donald Glover's comedy where he's, like, joking about, like, we need to make the N-word just common parlance between, like, Hmm. (laughs) for just his reason. He's like, some of you will die. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's absolutely, like,
0: no. It was literally, well, it wasn't like that for us because we're not african-american but when he has that joke in weirdo about going to see kanye in texas yeah and yeah, all the white people are just so comfortable with throwing it around there again like they're seeing kanye so it's not like they they hate black people but it's like we're it's fine we are so woke that we we no. can say it because because we get it but you don't get it
1: no
0: um and like he makes that joke of like being in the crowd there when they're throwing that out, and he's just like, oh, and they're just sort of looking at him. Yeah. And it was sort of like that when we saw him last, and he plays Redbone. Yeah. Everyone around us was saying the n word in that.
1: Yep. It's... To a point,
0: I feel like he almost encouraged it. To be perfectly honest, I mean, like he sort of like sing along with me.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's... It's almost as if childish Gambino and Donald Glover are very similar people.
0: I know, right? Ooh. They look pretty close to one another.
1: <laughs> um, I think, completely unrelated, one of my favourite karaoke memories is someone who doesn't usually come to karaoke with us, coming to karaoke with us, dropping an N-bomb, and Richard was just like, "Boom!" Yeah,
0: because again, I think he was doing... He was, he was doing, doing
1: all a, of the lights, I think. No. It
0: he was, was doing a Kanye song, yeah. and again, it was like, oh, I love Kanye, so I'm allowed to say it. It's like, no... <laughs> No, no, you're not. Uh, it just makes me think of that, that silly woman, Rachel Dolezal. Like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you can't. You aren't. Stop. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so I do appreciate that they had the foresight to change that. Yes. Um, I was telling you off mic,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: when we get to it, I'm not looking forward to it, the cover of Ain't nothing But A G Thing... Yep. By Snoop Dogg is egregious, is the whitest thing I've possibly ever heard. Do they drop the N-bomb? And I'm pretty sure they drop the N-bomb mm. as well. So, good on you, Emmanuel. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I like that you still had enough white guilt in you to be like,
1: mm, I don't mm, deserve this. No,
0: <laughs> yeah. I won't. And it's, I mean, it's, there's that thing of like, I think Samuel L. Jackson said, oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino has a pass," but it's like, you're one person speaking for an entire... Yeah. People you also don't get to get to decide that but yeah. Enough. I don't know. It's look, it's back on the, like the idea of the song. It's again it's fine.
1: Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. They've done a good job with it. Like yeah, it's interesting to hear that this doesn't sound like signature Emmanuel which mm. I would have known that if I'd done my homework, but here we are. Um, but, yeah, it's just, again, I'm just sort of neutral towards it. Yeah. Like, props to them. It doesn't do enough to make me want to listen to it multiple times. But, again, that's nobody's fault in particular. It's just the song, like, the bass material is kind of neutral as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's one of those ones, I'm not going to give it a, I'm not going to give it a yeah, nah. No. I'm not going to give it a hell yeah. It's just going to go through and, you know, that'll be out of my mind pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay, it'll be out of my periphery. Um, what, yeah. Because we, you know, this is the second song from Crunk that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, We kind of put this one off. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you know, trying to dis- to discuss this. I tried finding some, you know, information about the album on online, and I thought there was going to be, like, one article about blowback towards it. Um, Someone was like, oh, yeah, you know, white emo boys trying to act gangster, and it was like, that were just basically, it was two a uh, two-paragraph article. They were like, oh, yeah, so these bands are in it. And I think it's fucking hilarious, and mm. it's that was it, so it's like it doesn't even didn't even really get any blowback or anything.
1: I mean again, it's a product of its time, mm. like everyone was well, yeah, like three o three was a thing, like jay Z was hanging out with Fallout boy, and like like there was yeah, there was a certain level of like endorsement, if not like, oh, yeah, just let them. Like, sort of, oh, that's cute, let them do this kind of thing. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, like, the optics on it today are completely different. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, like, the least they could do is categorise the music correctly, which they didn't.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, one of those things, like, Man in Black could have gone easily on the the 90s. Yeah, true. Compilation. I think our next one that we're doing off this comp is Umbrella by Rihanna and Jay-Z. Oh, yes. Um, and that could have gone in easily in one of the pop ones. Mm. Um, I'm just trying, no, sorry. I was getting distracted because I was just trying to find another like super white moment. I'm pretty sure Korn <laughs> did a, um, did an entire concert. that was acoustic rap covers.
1: Oh my God.
0: Um, and they're another one, like, they very much just, like, did, like, they were, they were huge perpetrators of cultural appropriation. But mm-hmm. then, like, Jonathan Davis was very much anti-Obama. So, good on you, Corn. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Look, we all have hopefully learned and grown since that time. And I'd like to think that in twenty twenty they wouldn't do a crunk too, because they would put a bit more effort into it. And it would be I guess in saying that it would be interesting to see more of a crossover into like hip hop, RB, that kind of thing, considering that like I don't know, SoundCloud rappers become a thing. Like more sort of I don't know, hip hop trap. That kind of music, like, there has been crossover with punk, emo, pop-punk, that kind of thing. Like, we were saying off mic that we should mention Machine Gun Kelly's
0: yeah.
1: um, new album, Ticket... Uh, what's it called? Tickets to My Downfall, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and it fucking rules. And, like, to me, it like it's corny as shit, but, like, I love it. And that is sort of where the likes of like Lil Peep and that were going Mm. like yeah that's where I think Lil Peep was headed like that sort of logical not end point but like a step along the way of his career if he was still around kind of thing and it's that melding of these two genres because the angst is there in both of them like the emotion is there in both of them and if you sort of rein it in and you can combine it it does turn it into a really cool piece of art
0: yeah sorry i'm just gonna circle back around really quickly about that corn acoustic rap album not too sure if it actually existed i feel like i read about it in kerrang in like 2006 Right. so that i couldn't find anything online about it but i might i stand by my thing that they were definitely perpetrators of cultural appropriation but yes that machine gun cali album is fantastic yes um it's yeah, because he has. One of the songs is on the new. Tony Hawk. Tawny Hawk. Yes. And I said to you before we even listened to the album, because I didn't realise that that was off his new album, I think I said to you, it's like. It kind of sounds like a, an Angels and Airwaves song. Sort like. Sort of like New Blink 180. Not not Old Blink, no. but New Blink 182. Sort of like Mature Blink 182.
1: Which would figure because Travis does the drums on that song. Um, oh,
0: okay. Yes, that would figure.
1: Um. Again, I need to read, like, the production notes for the album because I imagine, I don't know, maybe John Feldman's involved somewhere. Travis is in on that one song, if not others, I'm not sure. John um, Feldman,
0: is he the least singer of Goldfinger?
1: Yep. yep. He's worked with Blink Um, and... The Veronica's? Yes, I think so. Um, But, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like there is room for... Pop punk, emo, scene, whatever the hell you want to call it, and rap, hip hop, whatever you want to call it, whatever genre you want to pull from that general area, like, they can coexist and they can sound really good. Yeah, It's just, for the most part, Punk Goes Crunk was a product of its time and ahead of its time in that musicians didn't know how to do that yet.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. I don't think that this would... uh, I don't think that this would get made in 2020.
1: No. But again, like... It'll be interesting to see where... Other artists sort of tread the same path as Machine Gun Kelly, Lil Peep. Those kinds of artists.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at John Feldman. And yes, he's worked with quite a lot of people. He worked with The Used... Sick. It on was... Lies for the Liars. Oh,
1: that album is great.
0: Hilary Duff on Most Wanted. Oh, you also worked on In Love and Death. Yep. Uh he worked on worked with Good Charlotte on the Chronicles of Life and Death.
1: Ah, oh, that album's so good. Ashley
0: Simpson Autobi I think he did basically all of the used up until a point. Yeah. Like he did all of their the earlier stuff. Um Atreyu, yeah, the Veronicas. Which one? Uh, Hook Me Up.
1: Oh, okay. Yep.
0: Writer, producer, mixer. I was going to say, oh, he worked with Goldfinger. (laughs) (laughs) Fancy Uh, that. I wonder why he worked with uh, Goldfinger. Sorry, I'm just trying to see. Uh, Doesn't say anything about Machine machine Gun. gun, But he did work with Blink. Yep. Yeah, the latest was Escape the Fate. Oof. Oh, he's he's still working with the U's though. Again, the hilariously titled Heartwork. Which is just funny because uh, to me, because Heartwork is like one of Carcass's most famous albums.
1: Ah, okay. More like Fartwork. Ah, oh,
0: right? but it's just I just found it funny because I remember in a in a Revolver magazine and like he was getting interviewed or was like fans asked Burt McCracken questions and someone was like, Hey, Burt, what's your favorite metal album? He's like, Fuck metal. <laughs> like, trying to get a rise, and it got a rise, like, basically the next month's edition of (laughs) letters, of, like, letters from fans, letters to the editor, was like, man, fuck Bert McCracken saying fuck metal. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure he just got the exact response that he wanted out of you.
1: Oh my god. Just too much testosterone in (laughs) general. Everyone just needs to fucking calm down.
0: Oh, you worked with the Dune Rats. Sick. John Feldman, not Bert McCracken.
1: I think we have reached the end of this week's episode. Yeah, we definitely, you <laughs> know when you're trolling through John Feldman's Wikipedia article <laughs> that this is a good place to wrap it up.
0: We'll call it pulling a Feldman when you've yeah. uh, when you've reached the end. <laughs> yep, and you you may be trying to get a little bit more out of it.
1: We've Feldied this episode,
0: but yeah, we don't we don't really need to get any more out of this. We've we've done a pretty bang up job, if if I ask myself.
1: And you have. Um, what are we doing next week? My phone is dead, so I cannot tell well,
0: you. Well, hell yeah or yeah, nah. Ah. Um, or just, yeah. 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 Uh, so next week is Alone in the World by Glass Eater for Punk Goes Acoustic.
1: Ah, well, there you one. go. One. Okay.
0: The first one.
1: Yep. That's generally what that means. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always impressed that you can... Pull words out of the air and make sentences because I am very much not good at that.
0: You mean like a human being?
1: Hmm. Bye. <laughs>